They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about Hatchet. Then we can dig it. The really real deal with brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, every Saturday. Who is the Hatchet Man? Where is the Hatchet Man? Who is this Hatchet Man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother Craig is the Hatchet Man and you can find him at WMTW 820 The Answer. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW. Now, no more water, you guys. Please. Who let the dogs out? next two hours folks that is exactly what i'm going to bring you uh, not just the deal not just the real deal the really real deal all week long we've been hearing the talking heads pontificate and um you know so much of it is foolishness and um but hey listen welcome to the program we have a fantastic program lined up for you we have a great guest, and as a matter of fact, we've had uh, some some difficulty scheduling this guest, and uh, it's Austin Ruse, and he's written a fantastic book called Fake Science, and you know I'm always harping on that. You know, it's 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 a, it amazes me. Oh, by the way, he's we have him at at um the bottom of the hour, ten thirty. We'll have him. It 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 never ceases to amaze me, folks. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm always talking about the the two camps you have, basically. You know, folks think that there's, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten different forms of government, and there's all these different types of uh, philosophies of how to manage society. And I've been saying for years there really are only two, okay? Uh, you ha- on, on the one hand is God Almighty, the author of your freedom and my freedom. Meaning uh, when you are born, when you are conceived in your mother's womb, are you a free, autonomous individual created by God? Or are you just a, a mass of cells? Uh, you, you, you just It's just an accident. Your mom and your dad are hooked up. You, and you, you're just, you know, you're just an extension of this great accident. There is no God. And therefore, your rights are not guaranteed by God because in in the view of these people there is no God okay so your rights are whatever the people in power say they are and there's there are only those two choices now once you make a decision do you have natural born rights or are your rights conferred to you by your fellow human beings you first have to make that decision now, once you make that decision, then you can say, okay, Democrat, communist, socialist, fascist, all right, all, you know, the whole gamut uh, on the left. Uh, Islam, you cannot leave Islam is all that wrapped up with a, with a minor sprinkling of uh, so-called religion to give them cover, uh, to the, the cover of righteousness, okay? But make no mistake, it is, and I'm speaking here in particular of Islam, okay, in particular of Islam, it is government on steroids. The people in power, they rule your educational system, right, right, from, the, right, you know, right from the womb, what you're going to be taught, all right? 
They rule your economy. They rule your military. They rule everything. Everything. They rule your religion. They rule whether you can even leave the religion. If you try to leave the religion, oh, this is too restrictive. I, you know, I'm born free. God gave me my freedom. I'm a free man. I'm a free woman. I'm a free thinker. This is just too much. I think I'm going to leave. They kill you or they threaten to kill you or they threaten your family. And it's been observed for centuries that if there were not the law of apostasy in Islam, there would be no Islam because without force, no one would want to be a Muslim without force. Okay. If you understand totally, totally what Islam is. Now, if you only told sweetness and light, you've only given half of it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you'd want to be one, but if you are told the entire picture, if you know exactly what it is, and if you've experienced, if you've gone up against some of the pushback uh, that they use to keep you in control, because remember the word Islam means to submit. Salam means peace. Islam means submission. How many of us have been told, even by people like former President Bush and former President Obama, we've been told that Islam means peace. I was told that as a youth. Islam means peace. No, Salam means peace. As-salam alaykum. May peace be unto you. Salam means peace. Islam means submission. So if you don't want to submit, you, you, you know, you might want to find yourself a new faith. Okay? Or you might want to avoid that faith. Or you might want to avoid, uh, what's this new thing, this interfaith, this interfaith business that's going on now in uh, so many Christian churches. People are so afraid to stand and, and confront people, things, and institutions that threaten our way of life in the Christian West. They are so afraid of that that they would just hold on to this fantasy that there can be this interfaith dialogue and there can be this, it's, it's called Chrislam. You just, we can all sit down at the table and uh, as, as, as brothers who are equal, brothers and sisters who are equal, and, and, you, examine, and you examine Islam's, okay, well, where's the equality? Women can't drive. Women can't dress the way they want. In some cultures, women can't even get an education, okay? We go topple a, a wicked government, build a school so girls for the first time can get an education, some wicked guy comes and throws acid in the little girl's face as a warning to all of the other little girls, better take your hind parts back home and, and become barefoot and pregnant and, and pop these babies out for us so we can dominate the world. Who do you think you are trying to get an education and become the equal to a man? Don't you know it takes four of you to give testimony in court against one man? Who, are, who do you think you are? These Americans come, set a school up. They won't be here long. No, this is what we're going to do to you. We're going to throw acid in your face. We're going to kill you. We're going to rape you. We're going to crucify you. And so then the cycle of intimidation, it just goes and goes and goes. 
And then there's who wants to stand up against that? Who? Many of us call ourselves watchmen on the wall, watch women on the wall. What does it say to be a watchman on the wall? Keep not silent, ye who make mention of the Lord. So if you count yourself as one of those in, in the book of Isaiah, where it says, I have placed watchmen on the walls of America. And I know the book says Jerusalem, but I live in America. I don't live in Jerusalem. And I am a watchman on the wall. And not just around America, but everywhere where my Christian brothers and sisters live. Everywhere. And this 1,400-year war against Christianity, you have nations and cities where there are no more Christians, that were founded by Christians, and there are no more Christians. And the few that are there, they just... Holding on in some places is just, you know, you, you, you have a city where there's a million Christians and you get down to now there's 50,000, 40,000. How those few hold on, I don't know. Only they, they, it has to be sustenance from God Almighty above. It just has to be for them to stand in the face of that type of mass murder. And here in America, you know, some Negro that can't respect the flag of this country and refuses to, uh, to, to show honor when the national anthem is played, he gets down on a knee. This Negro does not get hired because, really, he's not that good. And, we, and you, you have people that have a hissy fit. And you look around the world, people are being crucified. You know, some guy, you know, multimillionaire, throwing a, 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 a ball that's, what, hot air inside of some, some leather. Making $10 million a year to play a game. He's had all these years to make his $10 million per year. All of a sudden, because of his behavior, he's, he's not picked up. And now that's supposed to be some type of injustice. People don't, I mean, do we, do we have to, Go to the dictionary to look up the word injustice. I mean, my goodness, folks, my goodness. Don't get me started, okay? But anyway, look, we're going to take our first break of the day. When we come back, we're going to open the phone lines up. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. 
There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And I do mean friendly as we listen to a little bit of Michael Jackson there, the man in the mirror. And that's what it's all about, folks. And, uh, you know, all week long, I listen to these cats on talk radio and on talk television. And uh, I mean, it's just uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of Cassandras. It's, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous at times. <laughs> There's so much going on, you know, saber rattling in the Korean Peninsula, uh, I mean, trouble in Trump land. I mean, it, it, it just goes on and on. And, and it's, it just it amazes me how often these so-called smart people get it wrong, okay? But um, we, there's so much to talk about, okay? So much happening in the news. We're going to open the phone lines up. I'm going to ask you. I'm telling you, I have so much stuff on the table, okay? We've got the uh, Confederate statues issue here you've got uh, uh, a group uh, gathering in uh, Charlottesville, and I think they what they call themselves and what other folks call them it's not the same. Okay, I think it's like unite the right, uh, something like that, and uh, and then of course other folks are saying, well, it's the Ku Klux Klan. So I mean, where, where does the truth lie? So we've got that on the table. We've got uh, Stony, uh, mayor of Richmond. I mean, when, when is this guy going to start dealing with things that matter, okay? Uh, Civil Wars 150 years ago, it was the, the it basically was the Democrats against the Republicans, all right? And, um, you know, Democrats, the, the things that are, they do to Republicans now, it, this is nothing new, okay? Democrats have always sought to kill, murder, malign, uh, the the integrity of of Republicans and and so they're doing it now. They did it 150 years ago. So what's new? Okay, um, first Democrat president Jackson. Okay, what did Jackson do? March the native the Native Americans. You know, march them uh, with the Trail of Tears. He's the founder of the Democrat Party. Okay, so I mean the Democrat Party was founded on racism. What was the Republican Party founded on? Founded on freedom, all right? And uh, now, are the, are the Republicans given any credit? No. But whose fault is that? Is it the Democrats' fault or is it the Republicans' fault? Okay? And I have to catch it from both sides, and it's a shame, okay? I'm the voice of reason, the voice of, particularly the voice of clarity, okay? And certainly the voice of fearlessness. And I've been that 
this is what, my ninth year on radio, and I've been that voice. Now, do I get any respect from the Republican Party? No. Certainly none from the Democrat Party, because I call the Democrats out for what they are. And I know, and, and like, like I've been saying for years, folks, let me just, just in case you're new to the program, just in case, okay, when I critique the Democrat Party, I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat, all right? And when I talk about these low-fat Republicans and these elite Republicans, I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Republican. I'm talking about the Republican leadership that you donate money to and then you donate time to, that you vote for. And the same thing with you Democrats out there. I'm talking about these Democrats in leadership that you people out there, you donate money to them. You donate time. You vote for them. You put them in power. And we were talking, I think, what was it, last week or maybe might have been week before last, I was talking about these service academies that have these honor codes. And they say, and I, I think in this particular case, I was citing the one from West Point. But all the elite institutions, particularly the service institutions, they all have an honor code. And they, they, they all uh, mirror something similar to the one at West Point. I will not lie, cheat, or steal. And this is the kicker, folks. Nor tolerate those who do. Nor tolerate those who do. Okay? So, there's a whole lot of lying, cheating, and stealing going on, obviously. And also... Folks, there's a whole lot of tolerating. So now if you if you're an honest broker out there, and if you would not lie, would not cheat, would not steal, why would you tolerate people in power who do that? You know, with with no pushback, even if it's your own party. And like I said, I I mean, there are times when I feel like a lone voice, okay? And then uh, the have brown skin and and in in a party where uh, black Americans take everything not not all but most everything is so racial, so racial. It's it's just it's sickening. It is sickening. Okay, the only demographic group in America that habitually gives ninety percent of its support to one party. And that's the party that is the party of slavery, the party that was the party of slavery, and has this unreasonable hatred for the Republican Party that is and was the party of freedom. And I, you know, and it's not that the Republicans are, you know, pure as the wind-driven snow. But this is what I've been saying for years about the, the major difference. Well, there's two major differences between Republican Party and the Democrat Party. Uh, number one is that they are not 50-50 in their wickedness. You, I, I, you know, and I know it's popular to say, uh, particularly people that are just kind of fed up and you think, well, I elect these people to solve problems and I expect them to solve problems to just get along and get something done, Okay. That is simplistic, and it ignores human nature, all right? It ignores history. And it is what your desire is, but 
you know, we, 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 we're taught when we're children, you can't have everything you want. It's, it's just the reality of life, folks. You just simply can't say, well, we're going to elect a bunch of people. We're going to send 50 Republicans and 50 Democrats, and they're going to get along, and all is going to be sweetness and light. I mean, come on, folks. It, it's not 50-50. And, I, you know, and a person could say, oh, Craig, Brother Craig, you, you lean Republican, so quite naturally you're going to say, well, it's 80-20 against the Democrats. Well, it is 80-20 against the Democrats, and that's not because I lean Republican. I, it's the other way around. I lean Republican because there is less of that mess in the Republican Party. And the reason there's less of it is because in the Republican Party, there is pushback. There is none in the Democrat Party. In the Republican Party, there is a healthy debate. Look at the, uh, the, the, um, the primary season we just had. But, uh, Gillespie and Stewart went at each other, and it was just by a hair. And I'm one of the few that predicted it would, it would shake out like it did. You know, even on election night, I was right on this very station that you listen to. I was listening to guys pontificate, oh, Stewart is finished. He'd be lucky to get double figures. He'll be about 8 or 9%. And he ended up being, you know, they had to wait until midnight to find out who the winner was because it was so close. Okay? I call these things, folks. I call them. And because there's that healthy debate between the camp of Republicans that believe in limited government, government based on the book of Ecclesiastes in the, in the Bible. God's holy word says there is a time and a place for everything under the sun, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. That's not the word of Brother Craig. That's the word of God. So you people that think oh, you're just supposed to embrace all the time and hug all the time and love all the time and get along all the time, that's not reality. I'm sorry. It is not reality, okay? And if that's, the re if that's what you want, something that never has been, never will be, and cannot be, then, you know, you need to go play in the sandbox with some toys, okay? I'm, I'm sorry, but... um. This is just the way it is, folks. We're going to take our break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have our guest on. to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as we listen to a little bit of James Brown talking about it's a man's world. And, uh, folks, I was telling you about this author that we have uh, coming up, 
Austin Rules, and uh, you know he fits the bill here. Man's world. He has written a fantastic book, Fake Science, and he is really exposing and going directly at the left, and he's doing. What I've been advocating that we on the right do, I've been advocating this for years. We need to just call it like it is, stop playing defense. And this man, he is president of the Center for the Family and Human Rights. It's a United States-based research institute. They work with the United Nations, the Economic and Social Council. They work with other organizations. They are, This gentleman has traveled extensively all over the world has lectured uh, on many, many issues uh, at the United Nations and uh, was a longtime contributor to Breitbart and is a founding columnist at the Catholic thing. Now, what, what, what's the, and you're currently at Crisis Magazine, but what's the Catholic thing? <laughs> well, I, 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 can't, uh, I, I can't answer that question until you uh, tell your listeners what's the next line after It's a Man's World. But it wouldn't be nothing without our women and our girls. <laughs> One of my favorite songs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, actually, that's actually a chapter in my book. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I, I've, I've read probably half, well, about, yeah, about half of the book. I, di I didn't get to yeah. that chapter, but... Uh, you know. Well, it's, you know, it's the, it's the chapter on marriage and family and also the chapter on homosexuality and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, oh, you know, I did it's, read. It's, uh, yeah, I did read some of yeah. that. And I know the Catholics, yeah. you know, God bless Catholics because you guys, you know, our, as a nation, we're uh, at, you know, right at uh, replacement uh, birth rates. But without your high numbers, uh, we'd be like, uh, you know, the rest of the West <laughs> in Europe. I mean, Italy, 1.1 you know, yeah, babies yeah. per woman, you, I mean, you just, you, you literally die out as a species if you don't make babies. That's right. You know, and, that, and that's a chapter in the book, uh, you know, and, and I tell folks if they believe in overpopulation, all they need to do is take a plane ride and look down and they'll see a remarkably empty planet. Yes. Um, you know, e even in high population areas like Europe and uh, North America. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot in this book for your listeners, and it sounds like you and I are on the same beam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's been said that if you packed – well, actually, it's you don't. I don't think you have to pack them. But if you placed every human being in Texas alone, that uh, everyone would have, I think, two acres to himself, and you have the rest of the whole world to grow food and ship it in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and I said that to a population control guy one time, and and his answer was, "Well, what are you going to do with all the poo?" <laughs> wow. And I said, well, you know, that's, that, that's, a, tech, that, that, that's a technological question, yeah. which I think we could probably deal with. Oh, yeah. Oh, as a matter of fact, all your high-density places on the planet, uh, people have longer life expectancy. They have higher wealth. They have higher educational attainment. I mean, you look at New York City, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then you look at low-population places, you have what? Poverty, ignorance. I mean, it's just, it's counterintuitive. The, the, the left makes these arguments that they've been making for years, and this is a question I had for you. What is it yeah. about Republicans that make them want to play defense? Don't they know you can't win unless you're on offense? We, we're defending and be, we're being called anti-science, 
and they're using fake science to call us anti-science. And we defend well, against yeah. that rather than do what you've done, which is go on offense. Well, you know, I, I do preach um, uh, a, a more aggressive stance, and we cert- my organization certainly takes a more aggressive stance at the United Nations. And, you know, the funny thing about raising the flag, you know what happens? People follow. You know, you raise the flag in a battle and people know where, where they're supposed to go. Mm. And, and you're exactly right. There's just too many that want to play defense. You know, after the 2012 election, they wrote this, uh, this obituary on, on what happened to, to Romney, and, and they wanted to double down on defense. <laughs> and, and then the American Principles Project wrote this wonderful paper about, no, 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 we've got to go on offense, uh, you know, especially with regard to the social issues. Um, and there, there was a new analysis out a couple of days ago that, sh- that showed that uh, most of America, even liberals, and, and you know, um, uh, Trump showed this, are more conservative than folks think on mm. the social issues. Yeah. Um, and, and you can talk to those people. Yeah. You can talk to people in, in, in different demographics that, that, that the GOP has never talked to. Mm. And I, I honestly think that they would respond. Yeah, yeah, if they would just make the effort. And it's go, you know, and it, it, goes, it goes back to, um, I think you, you, you look at the, the biblical saying, whose report do you believe, okay? And mm-hmm. you had... Caleb, what's the first thing that was said when Caleb began to speak? He did what? He quieted the crowd. And so, Hmm. and he articulated a vision of we can do this thing. And so you had Joshua and Caleb saying, yes, we can take the land. And you had 10 people now, and these 10 were the elders. And they said what? These are people of great stature, and we are like grasshoppers in our own sight, Therefore, we think they see us as grasshoppers. So it's a lack of confidence, a lack of vision, a lack of, yeah, it's a lack of looking at the reality of a situation. They are believing what these people who basically have loud megaphones and they're highly, highly skilled and trained in the art of communication. Well, see, and that's that's precisely the point. You know, the left commands the, the, the cultural heights of our society, and therefore they make everybody believe that everybody else agrees with them on same-sex marriage, for instance, mm-hmm. on global warming, for instance, uh, and all the things that I write about in the book that, you yeah. know, that, that, that kids will do as well in a broken home as they will do mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. In, a, in a home with their married mother and father. Mm-hmm. And, and, all, and that's why I wrote the book, because all those things are based on fake science, yeah. and our people need to get armed with the real science. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and we really, I mean, I would love to see a Republican run an ad against a Democrat and, and claim us as the party of real science. When you look at uh, being when you're born, you're a male or female. That's real right. science. Theirs is obviously fake science. And, you know, even uh, economic science, you know, one plus one equals two. It does not equal 11. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. Well, you know, it's unfortunate that so many people have bought into all of this fake science. I, I spoke to a Rotary Club the other day um, here in Northern Virginia, and one of the people present was an Air Force general, and he took it upon himself to defend transgender oh, folks in the military. 
and I, and he and and he compared it. He said these are the same arguments we heard about uh, uh, about uh, 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 segregating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, integrating the troops. The same argument, and and he, and he, this Air Force general had the audacity to compare transgender people to African Americans. And that look, I have brown skin, and that boils my blood. Okay. It's, no kidding. Uh, I, I mean, I don't wear the brown skin thing on my sleeve. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a child of Christ. I'm an American. I'm a human being. I don't wear that on my sleeve. But that, I, right. you know, that's where I am. And yeah. it, and it, I find it appalling, uh, particularly that there are so many in the black community that willingly allow the pain that people went through to gain equality in this society to just lump. Uh, homosexuality and now transgenderism. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you know what I said to the guy. I, I said, you know what, uh, uh, being black was never a mental condition. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, and and you know, there's the great psychiatrist Paul McHugh that I write about in the book, former head of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins University. He 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 compared transgenderism to anorexia. He said the anorexic looks in a mirror and sees a fat person staring back when, in fact, it's, you know, somebody who's deathly thin. Wow. Um, so it's all, in, it's, it's in the head. Mm-hmm. And he said, and, and, and cutting off otherwise healthy organs does not fix the thing that's in the head. In fact, it makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and a lot of these other things make things worse, particularly for children. I mean, did you know that the uh, jihadi that went to, um, what do they call them, the American jihadi went to Afghanistan, uh, white kid with a beard uh, making a, in a turban. He looked so silly. He was big, chubby yeah. guy from California. He went over there. Yep. His, his, his father left his mother and went to live with a man. And, yeah. and so when you think about what it does to children when they see their father, because regardless of what other people think of a particular man, uh, every child looks up to their father. And so yeah. when your father proves himself unworthy of that, that love and affection, the, the psychological effects, I mean, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, have, have any studies been done on, on, on what this does to children? Well, oh, oh, my, yes. I mean, and, and this is actually something that even liberal uh, sociologists uh, agree to, and, and, and that is that really? uh, the, the great flight from uh, marriage uh, and the, the easy divorce has, has caused great problems uh, for, for children. You know, they, 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 they do worse in, in practically every area. And now we're living in a situation where 70% of black kids are, are, are being raised in homes without fathers. 50% of white kids are being raised in homes without yeah. fathers. And there's a ton of pathology that follows mm-hmm. upon a tragedy like that. Yeah. And it's an experiment on children. That, that's what I call it, a grand experiment on children that has failed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's where Satan the, goes and I, and I, after the weak and the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the young, the, the children. They, I mean, they all want your children. Oh, well, yeah, you know, and, and I've written about that, too. I mean, you know, uh, some of my buddies at the American Principles Project say that the, the, the numbers that they think about in transgenderism is 3 and 40. 
three because that's the age that that they begin teaching children and and propagandizing them with with regard to uh, transgenderism and homosexuality and forty which is the number of uh, clinics for children to help wow. them transition to another sex that have popped up since the Obergefell same-sex marriage decision. Clinics um, for two, children? Oh, my God. Now, I had to heard... Give them, I, I to had, give them puberty blockers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I mean, talk about child abuse. I had heard in, I think it was Washington State, uh, there was a bill proposed that if a child now, uh, children uh, that are uh, preteens, it's a naturally confusing time for your self-image anyway. And so during Mm -hmm. this time of confusion, uh, there is a bill put forth that would not allow the parent to be told and that the school would have the ability to arrange for the the gender transition, basically a chopadictomy for a male. And so you, I mean, think, think about that. You know, I won't look my, my dog Maximus. I won't let him have one of those. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean it, talk about abuse. I mean, does, does this remind you of, of uh, Hitler and Dr. Mengele? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's very important to point out how science can go so uh, uh, diabolically wrong, because people will point to scientists and say, well, they say that this is okay. Mm-hmm. There's a chapter in the book called Back Off, Man, I'm a Scientist, which you may remember from uh, Ghostbusters. Bill Murray said it. And, and we're <laughs> supposed to believe these guys because they're in the white coats. Uh-huh. But all we need to do is look back to mid-century, last century, and see that the guys in the white coats in the most advanced society in the world yeah, Germany. went horribly wrong. They and did. so these people can be very wrong even today. Yeah, yeah. Now, is it arrogance, hubris? Um, people think they've grown so big and powerful in their knowledge and their self-image that they no longer need God, and so there are no guardrails of morality to guide their the, all this knowledge that they've gained. Uh, you know, what is it? Because I see the parallels and I've talked about it for quite some time, uh, the parallels between uh, Mengele and, you know, the experimentation that happened under the Nazi regime. And, for example, the baby parts that were being dissected and yeah. sold and and the guys caught them on tape. And then the guys that exposed it got prosecuted. The people that did it did not. Well, you know, the, 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 the uh, impetus uh, now and in mid-century in Germany, you know, goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, where the decision is, are you going to worship God or are you going to try to be like God? Mm. And, and so th- this has been the tussle in the human heart and in societies since the dawn of time. Mm. So this, this is, this is the, you're spot on, and you know it's not a new fight. It's an no, ancient fight. it is, it is. I mean, even Hippocrates and Plato were debating. Uh, now, would that have been fake science and real science where Plato said the doctor should be the employee of the government and Hippocrates said no, the, the patient and the doctor should have a one-on-one relationship with one another. There should be no hmm. intermediary uh, because the government could create mischief. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. so you're talking thousands of years. 
Well, yeah, that's right. And 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 just just I I, I feel like our time is 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 closing in on us here. I just want folks to know that this is, and you've read the book, and you can back yes. this up. It, it's not a highly technical book. It, 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 we explore uh, the scientific claims of the left in ten different issue areas, and we show how it's fake, and then we show uh, what the real science says. So this is this is for the mom and dad sitting across the breakfast table with you know junior home from college with his head full of mush. <laughs> now, how this do you restore? This is for Junior to help him fight back against the, the professors who, who are trying to fill his head full of mush. Yes. You know, this is, for, this is for regular folks to equip them to have a conversation about these issues where everybody says the science is settled. Mm, no, it's not Which settled. is just another way to say shut up and sit down. Right, right, right. And uh, Regnery, uh, folks, Regnery Publishing, they, they've done it again. You got to get two copies, okay? Because that's awesome. <laughs> really, really. Typically, I say buy one for yourself and one for a, a friend. But if you have children, uh, school age children, particularly if you're sending them away to college, you've got to get a copy for yourself, folks. And you cannot send your child to college without a copy of fake science. And uh, now, last Amen. question. Thank you. What, what, yeah. what can be done? to restore because you're right the the people in white coats they carry they're like the preacher carries a certain uh, moral authority the scientist in the white coat carries a certain intellectual authority how do we restore that in an age when these guys are being bought off with all these big multi-million dollar grants in order to pursue um fake science how do we restore you what you, for, well, first of all, people have to educate themselves and, and educate their friends and family members um, because, you know, folks can't, you know, turn around the, you know, the, the, the biomedical research unit at Duke University. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, folks need to fight this across the kitchen table. Um, and I don't mean fight. I mean, you know, convince <laughs> uh, across the kitchen table. Um, that, that's the most important thing that people can do. And if they feel so-called, you know, talk to their um, – their state representative. You know, I believe mm-hmm. in going from the bottom up. You know, go 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 talk to your state representative. If you feel called, go talk to your member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, th- that's what that's what folks ought to do. Yeah. We live in an age of science. S- science is the lingua franca of our age, and people have to get conversant with some of these arguments mm-hmm. uh, because that's the the folks don't talk the language of faith much anymore. Yeah. They talk science. So we we got to learn sometimes a foreign language. But it's not that hard. Yeah, great book, folks. You gotta get it. And uh, here's another idea: when your when your when your college alma mater sends you that request for a donation, uh, send the cop get an extra copy. That's another thing you can do with the copy of the book. Okay, <laughs> send it. Tell them read this, write me a report, and then I'll send you a check. How about that? <laughs> Thank you Amen. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. The book is Fake Science, and um, the author is Austin Ruse. Thank you so much for your time today. Anytime. All Thank right. you so much. God bless. All right, folks. That was Austin Ruse, the book Fake Science, exposing the left's skewed statistics, fuzzy facts, dodgy data. And uh, and as we were saying, this there's, you know, word of God says there's nothing new under the sun. This is you know, Garden of Eden, um, you know, the, the the fallen angel who, you know, felt like why should he be uh, kicked out of heaven? You know, he wants to take over. And so 
there's no new thing under the sun. You know, Plato, Socrates, um, you know, thousands, this, this, this is thousands of years old. And so here we go again. And it's the same thing with um, the health care. Of course, you know, I'm the first guy that coined the phrase Obama scam. Everyone else uh, calls it Obamacare. Oh, and the number, by the way, 804-454-1366 is the number if you'd like to call in, 804-454-1366. We have uh, about six or seven minutes before we get to the top of the hour news break. Time certainly to entertain uh, a telephone call or two, 804-454-1366. But, uh, you know, as I was saying, uh, you know, there was this big uh, hubbubaloo over the fact that the uh, Republicans would not vote to repeal the Obama health care law. And I said, you know, eight years ago when they started calling it Obamacare, I tried to, you know, I can't tell you the number of people I've interviewed on this subject, could not get a single one of them, not a single one of them, to call it what I named it Obama scam. But now if you look at hashtag Obama scam, I, I basically the first guy that tweeted that out, Obama scam that to give it that name. And now that's, uh, you know, that's all out there among ordinary people, but among the, the uh, chattering classes, among the political class, no one will call it Obama scam. And it's really, it fits very neatly into this fake science theme because it's, 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 it's all based on fakery and a way to suck money out of you. Okay, and they and they tell this false narrative that if you oppose this, you don't want people to have health care. And I can't tell you the number of times I've heard this false charge. Oh, you old evil, wicked Republicans, you want people to die in the street. You don't want people to have health care in the Obama scam health law, which and again, that's more accurate than Obamacare, because the uninformed person, when they hear you say Obamacare, they think, oh, Barack Obama cares about me. And so if you come in opposition to a law that has been given the false name Obamacare, they think about you, oh, you don't care about me. Obama cares, you don't care. And I know this might be simplistic, but folks, effective communication is simple. It's not complicated. You know, and why these low-fat Republicans won't listen to reason from someone that knows how to articulate things in clear, simple, concise, uh, and sometimes entertaining ways. <laughs> you know, your guess is as good as mine on that one, okay? But, um, but I think it goes back to, to fear, okay? All jokes aside, I think it goes back to fear. And, um, and, and again, you look at uh, the the biblical examples that I like to give, uh, Joshua and Caleb uh, versus the other 10 who said, uh, no, we cannot take the land. These are people of great stature. Uh, you know, they, they devour their enemies. And this is how people believe uh, the, 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 the neoliberal left-wing uh, group in this nation that controls academia, Hollywood, the news media, um, increasingly they've been encroaching on the churches, which the churches used to be the domain of, for the most part, the right, okay? Uh, Christianity and conservatism 
uh, traditionally has kind of gone hand in hand. And, I mean, even if you look at, uh, for example, the big boogaboo today, particularly here in, uh, in Richmond, all right, you know, Richmond and Charlottesville, you have all this racial, and it's like, okay, what else is new? Uh, racism. And so they, they lay this false tag that, okay, you oppose Obamacare, so you hate black people, you don't want them to have health care. As if all black people are so poor they cannot afford insurance, don't have jobs. I mean, come on, folks. Give me a break, all right? Give me a break. And so, and, and what do Republicans do? Do they attack and call the Democrat Party, the party of the Ku Klux Klan, the party of the original party of racism, the party that uh, wants to have no borders so, you know, people at the bottom can have competitors for the jobs at the bottom? Uh, no, they don't do that. They just play defense. Oh, I apologize. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, I'm sorry. And so when you apologize for something you didn't do, you do a disservice to yourself and to the community because it makes you look guilty. And so you're not, it makes you look as though you're not trying to escape culpability for what was done, but you're only trying to escape the um, having an ill intent. And my argument is that intentions don't matter. Okay, if you're up on a 20-story building, if someone throws you off, you die. If you fall, you die. If you willingly jump, you die. Okay? What does you do? So you have three possibilities to get from the roof to the ground. What difference did the intention make? None. And this is how we have to think. Effective communication is really simple. And we're going to let that be the last word for this particular first hour. When we come back uh, on the other side of the break, we'll have your phone calls. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. the best news and talk am 820 wntw chester is the answer welcome back to the program virginia your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother craig coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. And uh, and again, if you'd like to participate, 454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. And, uh, and again, yeah, uh, a lot to talk about here in the news. We just, uh, we just heard uh, some good news here with uh, me being uh, founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., Uh, This was uh, good news that the U.S. uh, Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit has uh, denied a 
uh, petition to rehear a lower court case on the Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, it's just it's amazing how often you can get uh, in this case, it was two people that complained and filed a lawsuit. Okay, so here we are. We are a Christian nation, a 70 percent still. Okay, in in spite of all of the um, the, the, the secularization uh, of our society, uh, despite the feminization of the society, despite, you know, all these different indicators uh, that say we're going to hell in a handbasket. Still, folks, still 70 percent Christian. Okay, not saying all 70 percent, uh, you know, are, are, are walking that Christian walk um, perfectly. You know, never met anyone who did. Okay, only one. That was Jesus Christ himself. Okay, so that that's even really off the table. But in a Christian nation, one person, two people, three people can file a lawsuit and get a hearing in court. And and quite often, sometimes even they they win. Okay, Um, in this case, they didn't. You know, praise God, they didn't win uh, the Ten Commandments. And so, it's uh, you know, it's it's amazing the um the the way the first amendment has been um really uh in in particularly in the minds of the uninformed it's been stripped down from having uh six clauses uh each one with its own separate meaning to having five clauses and guess which clause got left out the clause that says you have the right to your religion okay the free exercise clause. And I hear, I mean, I just, you know, just very, very recently, there was a, um, there was a little, uh, a little three minute video that I saw with, uh, and I, this, I'm not bad mouthing this particular person, Michelle Malkin. I actually highly, highly admire and respect her. I think she's, you know, a pit bull with lipstick. Okay. Uh, she goes after the left, the left really, really hard. Uh, she articulates quite well. Uh, but in this one case, and I, and probably I should have, and maybe I will do this. Maybe I'll send her an email with just a gentle correction. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll do that. And, uh, but she like so many people, Oh, the first amendment and all five of its clauses and the first amendment has six clauses, folks. It has six. It does not have five. And so for years, I can't tell you the number of times I've been out somewhere, give a speech, and then we have an answering question, uh, question and answer, answer session uh, at the end. And how many times people bring up, you know, what's, you know, what's the solution to having God getting kicked out of school? Or how did that happen? How did how did God get kicked out of schools? How, how did we get to a place where there's no prayer in school? And my answer is before you can have God kicked out of school, the first thing these people had to do, and see, the devil is patient, okay? The devil is patient. Just like a good seed can be planted, a bad seed can be planted, okay? You, you plant your tomatoes in your garden, but nature plants weeds in your garden, and they both grow. Okay, so uh, the devil can be patient sometimes. So prior to being able to kick God out of schools to attack prayer, which we did a wonderful interview, uh, I think this has been maybe six or seven years. It's been quite a while ago 
we need to have this gentleman back on. William Mary, uh, he wrote a book, My Life Without God. And it was about how he was reared by his mother, Madeline Murray O'Hare. And she filed a lawsuit in 1962 on her son's behalf. He was then 10 years old, uh, attending school in Baltimore. And so she wanted to uh, complain about prayer in school. And that got the ball rolling. And I think there was another case. uh, I think the other one was in Indiana. Uh, I'm not sure, but these the, the two cases, they came up pretty close to one another. And, uh, and I can't remember, I think one was filed first and one was uh, com- concluded first. But anyway, this got prayer out of school. So how does this happen? How does a judge get to say there will be no prayer in school? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to take God out of the Constitution, out of the First Amendment. And so what they did was to get from six clauses down to five clauses, okay, you have the um, clause that says you will not have religion forced upon you, and you have the counterweight to it, but you have the free exercise of your faith. Those are two separate clauses. They merely merged those two together, gave it the color of the negative, okay, and called it the Establishment Clause rather than the Free Exercise Clause. And they're both legitimate clauses. There would be no national religion would be established. But on the other hand, you're free to exercise. And so the proper way to view this is that the First Amendment to the United States Constitution is three sets of two. And I wrote about this in, a, in an article that I wrote for the Richmond Times-Dispatch back in February of this year. They, um, they, they, they requested of eight writers across Virginia to write an article uh, titled, Do You Trust the News Media? And I, I was uh, blessed and honored to be one of the eight writers that was asked to write uh, this article. And so on February 4th of this year, all eight of our articles appeared one behind the other. And if you want to Google it, the seventh article in there is, is my article. You would, uh, you would go to Richmond Times Dispatch slash commentary slash February 4th, and the article pops up. But anyway, in the, uh, and of course, I was the only one to, to say, uh, no, I don't trust the news meet. I was, I was, am- I was amazed that uh, only if you get a bunch of intellectuals and experts, uh, could you ask eight people, <laughs> do you trust the news media? And only one would say no, okay? If you go anywhere else in America, okay, uh, I don't care, from the pool hall to the union hall, you go anywhere else in America, you go to the shopping mall, You go anywhere and you ask eight people, do you trust the news media? And seven of them, at least seven, maybe all eight are going to say, no, I do not trust the news media. Okay. (laughs) It's, uh, folks, the things, sometimes even your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, can be amazed. Okay. I was truly amazed at that. All right. But anyway, um, and I can't recount the entire article that I wrote. But one of the points I wrote was that the, uh, the Constitution is three sets of two, okay? You have two of the things you can think and believe, okay? Then you have two 
the things you can say and how you can say them. And then you have the last two things you can do. Okay. And so this is the order of life. Okay. It's just like the oak tree doesn't just pop up. It's an acorn first, then a seedling or a sapling. Then it's an oak tree. All right. And so you go from thought to speech to action. And the first two, uh, you know, you, you cannot have a religion forced upon you, uh, nor can you be denied the right of your religion. The two you can say, your personal speech, and then corporate speech. One is just said speech. The other one is said as the press. Okay? But they're both things you say. It's just the press puts it in printing, in print or online nowadays. And then the last two things you can do. Okay, with whom can you associate? I'm free to associate with the doctor of my choice. The doctor of my choice is free to treat me. Or same thing with an attorney. I'm free to hire the attorney of my choice. That that attorney is then free to accept my business. And it, it can be any other business. An architect. I'm free to hire the architect of my choice. That architect is free to accept my business. Okay. A restaurant. I I can we can go on and on and on where you have the freedom to associate with anyone in any way whatsoever. And it's mutual. And then of course the last thing you can do is you can petition your government for redress. All right? You can do that after the fact or before the fact. Okay? After the fact you might be filing a suit before the fact, you you know, and in which case you'd have to hire an attorney. Before the fact, you might be hiring a lobbyist, okay? And how often do we hear from politicians, oh, lobbying is evil? No, lobbying is not evil, folks. Lobbying is no more evil than a gun is evil. It's what you do with it. It's what you do with it. You can use the gun to defend yourself or defend another innocent person, or you can use the gun to rob or murder. It's, it's what you, the gun is neither. The person wielding the gun is evil or is righteous. And the same thing with the lobbyist. The lobbyist could be lobbying on behalf of the Boy Scouts to keep homosexuals out. Okay? Vulnerable little boys out in the woods in a tent you know, how do you know someone's not greasing your son up and defiling him? You answer, you don't know that. You're placing your trust in people that have groups like MAMBLA, which means Man-Boy Love Association. They believe that they have a right to have sex with your son. This is what they believe. And there's no pushback against that. Again, I find it amazing, folks. I find it amazing. And so your lobbyist might be lobbying for something good. Or he could be lobbying for someone for some crony capital uh, ill-gotten gains. All right? So it's not lobbying per se that's uh, wrong. It's what type of lobbying. We have to think a little deeper into these things. But we're a little bit long on this segment. We're going to take our quarter after the hour break. And, again, the phone lines are open. 804-454-1366 is the number. 
888-454-1366. I'm saving that Monument Avenue racial thing for a, a caller to call up, okay? Because <laughs> all this racial stuff, it's, it's kind of aggravating uh, to me. Uh, I think folks need to get over their brown skin, get over their white skin, get over whatever, and just come together as Americans, Christians, human beings. But and So I'm saving that for someone to call up and express a view about it, and then maybe we can just have a conversation. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program as we listen to a little bit of Des Ray telling you you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wise. And uh, she is absolutely right. And, uh, you know, I want to say thank you again to our fantastic guest that we had, who is a, a, a gentleman who is uh, brave, who's bold, who's wise. And, uh, you know, he's going right at the enemy. And um, and t- and yeah, and I did. That was not a slip of the tongue when I said enemy. You know, I'm not one of these folks that thinks that, you know, we all just going to sit down in a room and, uh, you know, all this arguing is going to be over. It's, it's never been over. It never will be over. Okay, this is life. This is human nature. Folks, this nation was born in an argument. Okay, we think that we were just fighting England and the, and, uh, and the colonies were all united in the uh, desire and the effort to uh, throw off uh, the yoke of uh, English colonialism. Folks, that's just simply not the case. It was one-third, 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 okay? One-third of, of the nation wanted to form a separate country. One-third of the nation 
wanted to remain loyal to England, all right? And, of course, you had that one-third that didn't care. I guess, uh, you know, those are the guys had their hats on backwards and their pants hanging down, all right? Whatever, whichever way the wind blowed, that was fine with them, okay? Uh, oblivious, all right? You always have folks like that. Now, only 3% actually fought, but one-third were um, down with uh, and, and, and giving support, aid and support to that 3%. And, uh, you know, and it's it, and nothing, nothing changes, okay? And so in reality, it was a national conversation within the nation. Uh, do we do this thing and, 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 and become independent or do we remain with England? And, of course, the, uh, the folks that wanted to remain with England were primarily those that were financially vested in the way things were at the time. Surprise, surprise, Okay. The more things change, the more they remain the same. And you got the same thing now. You have people that have a financially vested interest in maintaining the status quo, okay? People that I call these poverty pimps, I mean, really, really. You know, you look at the money that's made in the poverty industry, and folks have been getting upset with me for years because I might say, oh, it's a poverty pimp Negro. It's a pulpit pimp Negro. And, and, I, and so who, to whom do you direct your anger? Me for saying that or the poverty pimp, prime example, prime example, okay? Mayor Stoney, all this issue over Confederate statues. What's being done to help have families heal and have men take responsibility for their children? Have men honor the, the women that they have children with, honor them with marriage. Did you know out there, folks, that it was not always black America 90% Democrat? There once was a time when black America was 90% Republican. And do you know what the marriage rate was for blacks when blacks voted Republican 150 years ago, folks? The simple, now, this may amaze you, but it was 150 years ago, even 100 years ago, it was more likely, and this is a time right after slavery. So this will put to rest this phony argument people make that black pathology today is a remnant of uh, the slave experience. Because if that were true, there would have been more problems right after slavery than there are today. But the simple fact of the matter is that a child born to a black mother and father was more likely that that mother and father were married if they were black than it was if they were white. Now, this is 100 years ago. And this is back when black folks voted Republican. Okay? Now, 100 years later, blacks are not voting 90% Republican. They're voting 90% Democrat. And so as folks have, you know, and, and the switch came primarily with, um, you know, those 30 pieces of silver that uh, FDR sprinkled around, okay? We're going to take money, uh, we're going to tax this American, and we're going to give it to this American. And then, of course, that was put on steroids under uh, LBJ. We're going to tax this American, and we're going to give it to this American. And as I've been saying for years, these, 
you know, despots always, the despotic rulers, they always rule by promising you not sweetness and light. I mean, not, you know, hellfire and damnation, but they promise you sweetness and light. And it never, it never pans out, okay? Lenin, Stalin, Mao. I mean, you, you, you go down the list. Castro, Pol Pot, the Ayatollahs. You know, what do they promise people? We're going to take care of you. We're going to give you free this, free that, and free the other. Well, the Democrat Party, they're no different. During slavery, the Democrat Party made sure every black slave had a free hut, free clothes, free food, free health care. Everything except freedom. Okay? And so, I mean, folks, this is really simple. Okay? And again, I'm amazed at how simple the truth is and how difficult it is for the average person to ascertain something that's so simple and so crystal clear. You could just look at the record of history and and see that you are much, much better off doing things for yourself rather than having someone that says with their lips they have your best interest at heart and then entrusting to them the care of your welfare. You are so much better off having them uh, have a limited government, you have government just do the things that are absolutely necessary and have everything else left up to you. You are so much better off uh, that way. But maybe we can talk about it a little more on the other side of the break. We're at the bottom of the hour news. The number is Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on The Really Real Deal. And folks, just listening to that news report there, I ha- I really do have to give you The Really Real Deal on this thing with uh, Trump and his tough talk to Korea. Uh, folks, I mean, and again, the, the, the chattering classes, they just go on and on and on about it. And it's, it's really, they're just selling advertising, folks, uh, keep you interested and get you all worked up. Now, the really real deal on this is the simple fact that, you know, why is there a North and South Korea in the first place? All right. And again, folks just don't know history and are unwilling to do some simple, basic research. Uh, Korea was a part of the Japanese Empire. And since Japan was defeated in uh, World War II and the United States and, and, uh, and, and Russia were allies, what ended up happening was the, uh, the, the, you know, they had to do something with the uh, Japanese possessions after Japan was defeated. And so in Korea, uh, in the South, uh, they wanted to come with the West. And in the North, they wanted to go with the Soviet Union. Or at, at a minimum, you would say the Soviet Union wanted them and, and America had an interest in having freedom expanded. Okay. But, you know, this pact with the devil was made in order to defeat Hitler, which was partnering up with Stalin. So, you know, you you had to kind of pay the piper. So rather than give uh, the Soviet Union all of Korea, 
the 38th parallel was the dividing line, and you you had you know the South pro-Western and the North um, pro-Soviet. Well, in 1950, 75,000 soldiers from the North Korean People's Army poured across the 38th parallel. Okay, and so now this. 38th parallel had been the dividing line since the end of World War II now, okay? And so they uh, attacked the, uh, the pro-Western South. And that is the beginning of the Korean War, folks, okay? This was not some war that America fought to uh, spread uh, capitalism and democracy. This was a choice by the people of South Korea themselves, they looked and saw, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like um, I interviewed Anita Dittman several years ago. Uh, she was in one of the concentration camps uh, of Hitler, and she wrote a book called uh, Trapped in Hitler's Hell. And her particular camp was liberated by the Russians. And she said she wasn't sure who was worse the Nazis or the Russians, because the Russians came in and just went crazy and just started raping women. They didn't care if they were uh, German, Jewish. They just didn't care. They just went crazy. All right. And th- that that's a there is a distinct difference. And I'm not saying uh, everything America does or has done is perfect. It's just that it's the best out there, folks. It just doesn't get any better. Is there room for improvement? Yes, okay? There's room for improvement. But let's just be honest here, okay? America, as Colin Powell once said, all right, and I'm no great, big, huge Colin Powell fan, okay? There's certain things about the man I respect, certain things I don't. But this I do respect because in this case, the man spoke the truth. He said when America sends soldiers around the world, to defend other nations, the only amount of real estate we ever request is enough to bury our dead. And that's it. We're not out building an empire, okay? And so this left-wing attack that's always put on us is that we are an imperial nation and we're, you know, America had some flirtation with imperialism way back, but America has learned from that. And America is not that, okay? It is not. And this issue with Korea, what happened next was over three years, five million people died, okay? Five million, 10% of them civilians. That's half a million. No, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Half of them civilians. So that's two and a half million civilians, one of the highest percentages of civilian deaths in modern warfare, okay? Almost 40,000 of those 5 million deaths were American soldiers. So what happened in 1961 was the Sino-North Korean Mutual Defense Pact. And so basically, Article 2 says in this agreement between China and North Korea that any attack on either North Korea or China will be responded to by the other party. 
And this agreement has been renewed, is up for renewal every 20 years. So it was renewed in 1981. It was renewed again in 2001. And it's due up for renewal again in 2021. Okay? It, uh, and so the simple fact of the matter is, folks, there is not going to be any preemptive strike based on some threat that, um, you know, Kim Jong-un makes, not a verbal threat. It's just not going to happen, folks, okay? It's not going to happen. And, it, you know, it all, it all sounds good. It makes Trump look and sound tough. And, I, and by the way, I'm in favor of that, okay? Because all th- what this really is is China is saber-rattling their dog on a chain, and this is exactly what North Korea is. They are the junkyard dog on a chain. And what despotic regimes do, they, they hunt like sharks hunt. A shark will bump its prey to see how much fight it has. He wants to see, okay, if I try to eat this joker, is he going to fight back? Can he hurt me? Or is he just going to lay there and take it? Okay? And so this is what they do. And so they are testing Trump. This is what's happening. They are testing Trump. It's the same thing. Uh, Russia did with the uh, poison gas attack in Syria, okay? Same thing. It's a test, okay? They're just seeing uh, how much are people going to take. They want to see what's the response going to be. They want to see, and in the case of Russia, they wanted to have this poison gas. They wanted to see, okay, does, did it still work? Has the, has the chemical um, de- degraded? all kinds of um, different types of medical testing, then how do you treat it in case the attack comes against them? Okay, They're testing, just like sharks. That's what a shark does. It bumps its prey. Okay, how much fight do you have? Okay, it's almost like the question that Trump asked, uh, that great, great speech that President Trump gave in Poland. And he asked a very pertinent question, okay, and these neo, these nasty neoliberals on the new left, uh, all they, they act like, oh, Trump gave an alt-right speech. Trump gave a racist speech. Trump gave a speech for the white man. Uh, Trump gave a speech for the white Christian world. And, you know, all Trump said was, does the West have the will to survive? Okay. And so I call it like I see it, folks, okay? I give Trump credit when, when credit is due. I give him critique when he's in need of critique, okay? And there are going to be times when I have to do both of those things. I wish more people would, would do that rather than just be a cheerleader. You know, Trump farts. Oh, ooh, ooh, doesn't that smell good? I mean, give me a break, okay? The man is a human being. He's going to be right sometimes. He's going to be wrong sometimes, okay? Sometimes he might be a pit bull, but he's our pit bull. And if you're like me, if you're a member of the Christian, conservative, constitutional, capitalistic coalition, then he's your pit bull too, okay? He is. He is. He's going to, as Ronald Reagan said, the man who is my 80% friend is not my 20% enemy. Okay, now Reagan didn't say this, but I'll say this. Okay, the guy that's my 80% enemy, 
he is not my 20% friend, okay? So when you, when you flip that thing around, you have to have, you know, some understanding uh, there also, and you have to put this silly notion that we're going to all get together and it's going to be kumbaya. Folks, that's not going to happen. It never has happened. It never will happen. You always have this tension between freedom and slavery. Always, always this tension. There's nothing as old in history as the idea that some human beings should give orders and some sh- human beings should follow orders. Nothing, nothing as old as that, okay? Nothing as old in human history as that basic idea. And as I started out the program in my opening, I'll, I'll say it again. There are only two forms of government. One form recognizes you, the individual, as being supreme because the authority over your life comes from God Almighty. It does not come from your fellow man. And that we are blessed in this nation to live by the consent of the governed, the consent of the governed, okay? And these people uh, in power, uh, they are not ruling by our consent. They've not done it in many, many years. And I'm, I'm real happy that on the Republican side, at a minimum, there are some people willing to fight for this uh, idea that we hire the people to govern us, not to rule us, that they are there by our consent. We are under their government, but we give them permission. It's our rights, and we bequeath our rights to them. They don't take them from us. They don't, they're not entitled to them. We bequeath it, and we can take it away and bequeath it to another. We have that right. We have that power. We just have to realize that we do. Okay, but there are people around the world, even and many, many, many in our very own nation, they do not believe that. They do not believe that. And they make up what I call the coalition of evil, which is a coalition that fights against the five C's, the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And this coalition of evil, yes, that includes China. Yes, that includes North Korea. Yes, that includes Russia. Yes, that includes the, the, uh, the Iranians who, who Obama put on the path to nuclear uh, power. North Koreans, you know, I didn't feel a need to play the clip. You've been hearing it being played all week. They play the, the clip of uh, President Clinton saying the exact same thing that President Obama said. Oh, we're going to just uh, de-escalate, and in a few years they're going to uh, eliminate and dismantle their nuclear program. Well, Clinton said that about North Korea in 1994. Obama said that about Iran two years ago. And so, I mean, come on, folks. Again, this ain't difficult. It's simple. This ain't rocket science. It's really, really simple, okay? It's real easy. We're going to take our final uh, break of today's program, and when we we return, we will wrap it up. Uh, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig.
Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the firstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, with our final segment of today's program. And uh, we want to thank each and every one of you out there for uh, being with us, uh, being listeners. We want to thank also our fantastic guest, the uh, book. We are, And again, I would reiterate that I would highly recommend you go out and purchase this book, Fake Science. Uh, the author was... Uh, Austin Ruse. We had a really, really uh, fantastic interview with him. Lots of information there. And if you have a young person going off to college, you, you really you need to get two copies and send one. Uh, put that one right in his in his uh, suitcase, his or her. Okay. But uh, and also I want to you know we're talking a lot about um, you know basically uh, freedom or servitude, and I want to remind you. Um, our Christian faith, and I say our because I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure, I feel like my audience is mostly a Christian audience, a Christian uh, audience. And, uh, you know, we're always talking about the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And I know I beat up on a lot of different groups, but I, I, I always want to make sure that I'm issuing uh, an invitation uh, that is just, uh, you know, I'm not... I'm not hitting uh, you metaphorically with a balled-up fist, but more, more with a velvet glove. And uh, and I, you know, and at times I want to just take the glove off and reach out and maybe give you an embrace, a handshake, uh, and and attempt to welcome you in to our coalition. And um, if you, for you who are. Uh, Christians and Bible readers, I would ask you to go to First Peter uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 16, uh, where we are commanded, uh, quote, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover for evil, but living as servants of God. Okay? Unquote. And so, and that's, that's my message, folks. Live as people who are free. And folks, there's always someone that wants to threaten that freedom. And, and I know folks will say, well, that's Satan, and it, yeah, true. But 
there are yielded vessels of Satan that you can identify, okay? And so, you know, this thing of, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, it seems to be always a boogeyman involved, all right? And then we who are defending uh, the Christian Western way of life, you know, the people that would attack us and dismantle uh, what this great nation has been able to accomplish and really and truthfully what the Western world has been able to accomplish. And you look at in the last 500 years since the Reformation, and again, this is, the, this is literally the 500th year. This year marks 500 years since the Reformation, okay? And you look at the, the progress uh, around the world the, in, in well-being, in, in wealth, in educational attainment, in every measure uh, that you can imagine of the improvement in the quality of people's lives. And the more this Christian Western uh, way of life is spread, uh, you know, the more the benefits spread and, and the less poverty there is. And, and yet and still, you still have people, in spite of all this evidence, in spite of it, you still have people that they think they can mix truth and falsehood that uh, China is the prime example, okay? Uh, you know, their economy has been going quite well since they abandoned the communist model in favor of the capitalist model, but they're keeping the autocratic control in place. So they want to mix good and evil, all right? They want to mix truth and falsehood. They want to have it both ways, okay? And we in the Western world... Uh, we understand that freedom is messy, but in, 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 in places like China, no, they don't like messy because messy in, in America, you, you never know who the president is going to be. It could have been Hillary. It could have been Trump. could have been the Democrat. could have been a Republican. Okay. In one case, they're going towards government control over your life. In other case, they're going more towards your personal autonomy over your life. Okay, now maybe not enough to satisfy a guy like me. I'll grant you that. Okay, and perhaps not enough to satisfy you. But we cannot deny that it does vacillate back and forth between uh, a greater degree of freedom uh, and a greater degree of control. And the Chinese, they don't like that uncertainty. The Russians, they don't like that uncertainty. The Ayatollahs, they don't like that uncertainty. The Castro brothers, they don't like that uncertainty. You know, the little animal down in Venezuela, he doesn't like that uncertainty. So in order to guarantee that they and people that think like them and quite often people in their bloodline, like this latest Kim Jong, you know, he's the third one, uh, you know, He's the grandson of the of the founder. And so to, to maintain that control, they will break all rules of human civility. And there's only one thing that matters, power. And so any freedom accorded to you is denied. And since Christian faith is freedom, freedom in, that we find in Christ, then they have to shut that down. And so this is why these regimes, they tend to be either atheistic or Islamic, one or the other, okay? One or the other. It's either going to be Islam or it's going to be atheism. It's not going to be Christianity. 
And so uh, we have Larry from Louisa. Uh, how you doing there, brother? Brother Craig, I just wanted to say preach it because you're doing a good job. Oh, I appreciate that, Larry. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Yeah. So now, quick question. You're in Louisa. You're halfway between, and you're actually literally halfway between Richmond and Charlottesville, right Right there in Louisa. Yes, sir. All right. Now, in Richmond, you've got folks on the warpath want to tear down monuments. They, they ignore the big monument uh, called fatherlessness that causes so much modern-day pain, and they want to tear down a stone monument, all right? And then in Charlottesville, you know, you got uh, issues there, uh, too. You know, any thoughts on uh, uh, what's going on in Richmond and Charlottesville? Brother Craig, I thank God I'm in Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't mean to be like a Republican and not take a stand, but I, I'll – I'll put it to you this way. The way the people dug in their heels, nothing good is going to come out of either situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree with you. There are more pressing, more destructive issues, I yes. think, than yes. some of the – I heard a Baptist preacher one time said we're kind of majoring on the minors and minoring on the majors. Yep, exactly, exactly. So many real-life issues facing – uh, real people, and particularly vulnerable children. I mean, I was just reading a report about all of the uh, the, the sex abuse and rape running rampant throughout uh, Europe because of the influx of Muslim immigrants. And, um, and, and this is coming to America. You know, you find in reports of it, little teeny bits of it here, but uh, on Europe, it's on steroids, man. I mean. And so if you keep importing these people, you, you can't help but import their culture. You just, you just can't help it, you know. And we are, we are nibbling around the edges of, uh, you know, that, that monument, that statue offends me, or the Ten Commandments uh, monument, that offends me, so I'm going to file a lawsuit. And, man, and, and folks are licking their lips uh, coming into this country, and they're thinking, Oh, the West is just ripe for a takeover. They don't want to make babies. And uh, did you know, Larry, that they are th- these uh, immigrants that pour into the West, the average Muslim woman that they bring is having eight babies on average? And the, and the, women, the women in the West are way under, you know, 2.1 is what you need for zero population growth. Well, Brother Craig, I remember when Pat Buchanan broached this issue back in the early 2000s when he was running for president. Everything that's being yes. brought up now, he brought up about 20 oh. years ago. Oh, yeah. And what did they do? They call him a racist. You know? Yes. Yeah, the end-all, be-all. If I can do one thing, Larry, if I can be the guy that fights this false idea that there's a racist under every bush, uh, you know, I will have a life well lived. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for the call, brother. Take care, brother Craig. All Keep right. Preaching. Okay. Thank you. Now, God bless you. All right, folks, and um, you know that's going to have to be it for the program today. And uh, as always, we appreciate you being out there, and uh, we invite you to really uh, to participate in this program. Another way you can participate is with your financial support. You hear us playing that ad all the time. For you to be a giver, uh, to give somewhere, to give often, and to give generously. And if you were to do that and 
uh, you would consider donating to the First Amendment, Inc., uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And so uh, check us out. Keep that in mind. In the meantime, be blessed out there, and we're going to see you right here next week, folks. Same hatchet time, same hatchet station. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.